Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kaleidoscope FM podcast. Hello, and welcome back to another Kaleidoscope FM episode. Today, I'm going to be talking about good and bad foods, or also you can think of it as healthy and unhealthy foods. And so let me actually just start with a, uh, a quick story. So today I, I am sto- was staying at home. Wow, I can't speak right now. I was staying at home when I realized that I really needed to move my body, get some exercise in, just I I wasn't feeling too great. And so I went to the gym, forced myself to do that because it is winter in Chicago, y'all. And there is bucket loads of snow coming down and it is cold as if. So anyway, went to the gym. After that, there is a supermarket next to where I work out. And I went in the supermarket. And as I was going down this particular aisle, I saw this mom and her two kids walking down the aisle in the opposite direction of me. And when they passed, let me just dialogue for you. I think you'll be able to understand who's the mom and who's the daughter in this situation. But let me just dialogue what happened. No, we're not getting juice boxes. But they're healthy juice boxes. Well, they're not really healthy. But they're the healthy brand. All right. I really hope that you understood who was the mom and who was the daughter there. I think I put on my best acting voice for you. But yeah, the whole concept of healthy and unhealthy. And I think this is something that's a really great topic to discuss because when I realized this for myself, it was mind blowing. So let's freaking unpack this. The first thing I want to say, which blew me away when I first heard someone also mention this on a podcast. So let me start by saying that everything I convey back to you are things that I learned on my recovery path. And so it is a mixture of tons of things that I've heard, read, seen on uh, like through working with two registered dietitians, a therapist, uh, what else have I done? Um, I'm currently working in like a course group. I've listened to tons of podcasts and audiobooks. I've read books. So I'm synthesizing a lot of information that helped me on my recovery road. So that's why I will occasionally refer to other podcasts or books uh, to reference where I picked up a bit of information, which really helped me. So let's get back into it. Now, I'm going to blow your mind if you're anything like me, unless you've heard this before. But when we say food is good or bad, we're attaching morality to food. All right, let me say that again. We are attaching morality to food and ourselves when we label it as good or bad. And based on that, whether we eat it or not. So let me like break this down because if you say I, so I know I personally did this and I'm sure there's others out there uh, that do it. And I, I used to be the person who would say, oh, I ate bad 
or I ate good and I would label it in my mind as bad or good or healthy or unhealthy, which at the time I didn't think much into it, but you're essentially saying I'm bad because I ate bad. And I know if you told this to me back when I wasn't ready to hear it, I would probably say to you, no, I'm not a bad person. I just ate bad. So I realize you probably can't see the difference yet, but let me try and break it down further for you because it really took me some time to understand this concept. So I know for most of us, if we say that we ate good or we ate bad, we're really referring or we're, that's why I'm going to unpack this further, but you, you mean whether you ate healthy or you ate unhealthy, but even that is flawed thinking because when I was working with a registered dietitian and I started my journey to intuitive eating, I remember telling her one day that I had eaten unhealthy foods because I knew that she didn't want me to label food as good or bad. So I would then refer to it as unhealthy or, or healthy. And then she challenged me by saying that I should really like start saying it as the food being nutrient dense or less nutrient dense. And I found it was interesting that she brought that up because at the time I thought, well, that's like the whole that I feel that's the same thing as healthy or unhealthy. But the more there was one day I was literally just in the shower thinking about things. I'm sure everyone has like their random thoughts in the shower, but I was in the shower thinking, why is it so different to label it as nutrient dense versus less, less nutrient dense, which then got me thinking about how we label foods referring to them as good or bad or healthy or unhealthy or nutrient dense. So if you think of a food, let's take, let's take pizza, for instance. Um, we would definitely normally say like that's bad or that's unhealthy. Uh, but I know when I was referring to food that I ate as healthy or unhealthy, there were some foods that were for sure in my mind, bad foods and for sure good foods such as salads and vegetables and lean protein those were all good foods and there are there were tons of bad foods that were desserts or burgers or pizza or you know all those things that we frequently think of as unhealthy foods but then I know that for me there were gray areas where I didn't really know whether to label it as good or bad because back when I was really stuck in diet culture and thinking that foods were good or bad there would be foods and I would be very tempted to label an overarching day as eating good or bad but there are so many different foods we eat that there are certain foods that for me I didn't know if they qualified under good or bad because for instance bread I technically knew that so many people say we need to eat carbs but for me because if you research PCOS, which is what I have, they advocate for a low-carb diet. And so then I thought, is that good or bad for me? Or, for instance, cheese. Like, is that good or bad? I wouldn't label it necessarily as good, but I also wouldn't label it bad. It, I felt like there were certain items of certain foods that I considered sort of gray, and I didn't know how to label them. And... So, so take for instance how I said pizza, but then if I said tomatoes, I'm sure you would say good. So kind of if you think, 
if I told you bread, tomato sauce, and cheese, those independently, would you label them as good or bad? But then if I said pizza, I know you would say bad, right? So anyway, I don't know if you see where I'm going yet. So if it isn't clear yet, I'm going to further unpack this for you. So anyway, during my shower that one day, I just started doing a deep dive as to what does it mean as far as being nutrient dense. So then I thought, well, it's clearly what nutrients the food is composed of. So it's similar to when you look at a nutrition label. And then I started thinking deeper and thought, do I even know what nutrients are? And it seemed like such a basic question, but you know, those, uh, those like reality TV shows, if they ask you a question about something you think you know, and then you have to define it, you're just like, I don't really know the best description for this. And I know that if someone were to ask me at the time, what are nutrients, I would have had a deer in the headlights moment. It would have been, uh, I know there are things that are good for your body. So if anyone listening to this comes from a macros uh, tracking background, you'll definitely know about macros, that's for sure. But even when you're tracking macros, you don't really know about micronutrients. So anyway, for all the noobs out there who don't even know what macros are, nutrients are composed of macronutrients, which are proteins, fats, and carbs as well as micronutrients, which are vitamins and minerals. And then I think water is also thrown in there. Uh, I don't fully understand that one. But anyway, so pretty much if we're going to classify foods as nutrient-dense or less nutrient-dense, we're taking a look at how much uh, protein, fat, carbs, vitamins, and minerals the particular food has. And... When you start to look at food with those, well, technically five to six parameters, how I started thinking of it in my head was these bar charts, because I'm a very analytical person sometimes, and so that's part of why I really enjoyed my at MyFitnessPal when I was doing macro tracking, because I just love looking at data sometimes. I'm a weird nerd like that. But if you start thinking of foods as these bar charts that have varying bars, you start to realize your body needs all of these different elements for functions of your body. But then it just depends on, do you need more or less bars of certain items? And actually, the MyFitnessPal does graph this sort of for you, uh, if anyone out there has been doing macro, macro coaching. But Anyway, what I'm trying to say is that these macronutrients, micronutrients, they're multiple facets within a food. And if you're starting to look at a food at, as multidimensional, you're no longer classifying it into black and white categories such as bad and good or healthy or unhealthy. It's just holistically they have various things that your body needs. Does it have more carbs? For instance, if you just went on a crazy long run, your body is going to need more carbs and proteins afterwards or because uh, all those elements function in your body and you're going to need them all. But just only eating one source of those won't make your body function the best it can. So 
when you start to look at food in a way that isn't just black and white anymore, but holistically, it really was a game changer for me. And then you start thinking about those foods as how is it going to serve and fuel my body as opposed to purely thinking of it as good or bad and am I going to gain weight or lose weight because of it. And I think that is what is very missing, very much missing in society and our culture, that there is less emphasis on how it fuels our body and how it makes us literally feel in our bodies. So that's actually a great point. Part of why I think we start to develop this good and bad and healthy and unhealthy is because of how it makes us feel in our bodies. So for instance, if we eat five cookies, those cookies, if you label them as bad, like no wonder you're saying that those are bad because five cookies are going to be a lot of carbs and fats, which are probably much more than like the intake that you necessarily need for a day. And it's therefore going to make you feel physically not great in your body like disregarding how it would mentally make you feel, just your physical body, if you pay attention to how it's making you feel internally, you're probably not, you're going to have a sugar high. Uh, You're going to notice certain effects, such as how you might feel after a salad versus having a really, really greasy burger with fries. And there's obviously times where we do derive enjoyment from foods that are greasier and healthy, but it really might depend on the situation. And so it just depends on what your body needs at the time. And so that kind of goes hand in hand with intuitive eating, which is the concept of trusting your body and realizing that like sometimes like what you want is what your body realizes that it needs. And so it took me a long time to realize that, uh, that your body is going to intrinsically know what it wants to fuel itself. And so the more you try to control your food, your good and bad food choices, it's going to backfire because you're not paying attention. You're you're attaching morality and external factors to something that has absolutely no reason being there. So kind of bringing it back to the main point is... Let me recap this for you. Good and bad and healthy and unhealthy are black and white ways of thinking and looking at food, which also attaches morality to food and how we view ourselves if we're eating bad food, so to speak, which has absolutely no place in our lives for eating. There, there is no reason that we should be attaching morality to our food choices. It's just completely insane if you think about it. So I also want to just quickly dive into the fact that the fact that we even say good or bad, um, it, it really brings up the fact that in society, I feel like we have become incredibly simplistic in our vocabulary. So for instance, I know that I used to say, uh, I feel fat, but the thing is you literally cannot feel fat because fat is not a feeling. Okay. So 
I understand that I know even sometimes I still do it to myself where I'm like, oh, I feel fat. But you you need to start realizing you don't feel fat. You feel bloated. Do you feel upset or frustrated or do you just feel like you had food that, that didn't make you feel great in your body? Uh, and so we need to start pinpointing these words in a way that actually actually describes what we're feeling and how we're thinking about things. So I think that we just need to get much better about our word choice in relation to these items so that we don't start to think that we are shameful for our food choices or how we're feeling. Just take that moment to get in touch with how you're feeling and yourself. So anyway, um, I think this has kind of concluded my rant as far as good and bad foods. I think I would really love to put together some visuals as far as a bar chart. I don't know if that's still me being super nerdy. But I think once you start to visually think of it and see it from this multidimensional view, food is not going to be... That's why... You can have whatever you want. It's just that your body is going to know what it needs. And innately, it doesn't need tons of sugar or the things that you might consider unhealthy because that that will be eventually way too much. But then also, you're probably going to be lacking in other vitamins and minerals or possibly proteins that you need. And so when you start to fully get in tune with your body your body that's why with intuitive eating which is letting yourself have whatever you want you start to realize that your body naturally starts to crave what you would consider healthy foods but the whole concept of healthy and unhealthy and bad and good foods is just way too narrow in the scope of if you're struggling with food in your body, that it really needs to be tackled. And I also love the fact that when I was at the grocery store, uh, oh, that's the right word for it, the grocery store, sorry. I don't know why I said supermarket earlier. Anyway, uh, I thought it was so funny listening to that little girl who's like, it's the healthy brand. And I, it made me think that I really wanna do an episode on how the food industry and society's new and changing ideals really intertwine because it's kind of the chicken and the egg conundrum, right? Where did this evolve because the industry is trying to push what they want to sell on us or are they adapting to what consumers want but it's a little bit of both in my opinion and I actually worked at a uh, sort of a consulting company it was technically an investment bank but it was really more of a consulting company and at that workplace I put together a presentation that really talked about how the food industry is sort of playing to society's 
desires and expectations of the beauty ideal and consequently what we eat. So I don't think I'm going to talk about all of that in this episode, but I love the fact that girl brought it up because marketing and the food industry is a huge component with food struggles and binge eating and eating disorders in general because it really plays a factor in how we eat and how we view ourselves and our bodies because for let's face it most of us who struggle with food in our bodies are using food to try and reach our supposedly ideal body whatever that may be to you but obviously Well, if you have your own ideal body in your mind that is completely free of society's expectations, you go girl or guy, whoever's listening to this. But I think more often than not, uh, anyone who's struggling with food in our bodies is going to have a very skewed perception on what they feel their body should look like and therefore eat in a manner that they hope to achieve that body type. And therefore the food industry is playing to that those insecurities of ours but that is going to be for another episode uh I don't know when I will publish that one but it'll be in the works because hopefully I could do a video that shows the powerpoint that I made oh I'm such a nerd I love my powerpoints but so I'm going to end this episode and I highly highly encourage you to call yourself out when you start to label foods as good or bad because that has absolutely no place in your life and attaching morality to it is not going to serve you. So I really want to encourage you to start thinking of food when you eat it or want to eat it about how it's going to make you feel. And let's be honest, sometimes we know that eating something won't make us feel great in our body, but we want it anyway. And maybe it's a special occasion. We just want to eat it. So It's about being compassionate with yourself and giving yourself grace to have what you want, but also just paying attention to what your body wants and needs. So for instance, when I started off saying how I went to the gym, I did that not because I was, I'm in any way trying to change my body to fit society's expectations anymore, but I am currently stuck at home with lots of snow outside. So I have very little ability to just get my body moving and uh, I just felt the need to stretch and you know just give my body what it needs which is a little bit of exercise so I'm going to conclude this here and I will see you in the next episode